This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Uh, it's just me again. I, I had something that I needed to get off my chest, and I thought I'd uh, put out a quick episode. Uh, a lot of things have happened over the last couple of weeks, uh, and I haven't really talked about the Twitter uh, situation with Elon Musk, uh, but but it made me start to think about some other things and some other things trending right now um, on on social media and and if you watch Sunday shows, some of those things. So part of the issue with with Elon Musk, at least from the mainstream media, is that if he buys Twitter, which it looks like there's agreement in place to do that, if he buys Twitter and opens it up to the laws of the land in which it's run, uh, that will somehow be the end of civilization effectively, something to that to that effect. Uh, now, I want to be very clear up front. I think Twitter's a waste of time. We, we put new episodes are publicized on Twitter from our show because it's a means to an end. I think Twitter is a waste of time. And I think if you're getting your news and information from Twitter, that's a problem. Uh, I truly believe that Twitter is, in the words of uh, uh, DHS Secretary Mayorkas, it's huge disinformation. Uh, it, it, it's somebody's opinion. And it's a way for celebrities, it's a way for businesses to virtue signal constantly. Uh, but the gnashing of teeth that uh, Elon Musk might take over this bastion of determining what is news uh, was met with a lot of concern uh, from a lot of people. If Twitter didn't exist tomorrow, my life would be exactly the same. I, I suspect most of your lives would be exactly the same if Twitter ceased to exist or if it had never existed. You wouldn't be any worse or better off than you are today. Um, now, some, some, of the, some of the celebrities, and I use that term in quotes because celebrity is just somewhat interesting to people that don't really have any talent sometimes, uh, that would be different for them. They'd have to find a different way to do things. And, and there's threats that I'm going to get off Twitter, I'm not going to be on Twitter anymore. I don't care. I wasn't reading whatever he wrote anyway. Um, I always find it interesting when the news quotes Twitter or a, an article quotes Twitter uh, as this is the this is the feeling of the country because these blue checkmark people wrote this and this is how everybody feels. Well, I don't care, but I think it's hilarious that Elon Musk, who is not a conservative, um, he, he's probably more libertarian in certain aspects, but he's not a conservative, but he's being trumpeted as this evil, evil person because he wants to let people speak their mind. Now I'm a fan. What we're being told is there should be censorship or I'm sorry, curation, uh, whatever term you want to use where certain things are allowed to be on and certain things aren't. Um, and we've Tony and I talked about this in the past. Sometimes with Facebook, they have their they have their board that reviews independently uh, what's put up, and they determine if it should be or should or should not be true, or if it is not true, and should or should not be placed on the on the service. And Twitter does a similar thing, but the reality is, 
they're all left-leaning services. So if your independent service that verifies whether something is true or not, Snopes, that's a, it's a common one, if they're the only ones, the arbiter of what should be on, then Facebook and Twitter and everybody else says, oh, well, it's not us. We're not taking it off. That's the independent third party who has a bias, and you've chosen biased organizations that will support your narrative, uh, to say the least, as part of why they, certain things can be on. The Hunter Biden laptop story in um, October 2020, it was true. But Twitter and Facebook told us we couldn't see that. That was disinformation. Well, but it was true. We knew it was true at the time. And you, you shut people down because they had truth. You know, the truth should be out there and people should be able to listen. I, I believe in the First Amendment. Okay? I believe that you should be able to share your opinion. It doesn't mean I have to listen to it. And truthfully, Twitter and Facebook, they're private companies. So the First Amendment doesn't apply to them. I, I recognize that. But it is a very slippery slope when you start to censor certain information. Because then you no longer are a, an information source. You are a selected information source, a curated information source. This week, Google came out and said, you'll be able to remove your phone number and addresses. People can't find you. you know. So at what point does a Google search no longer produce results? If, if I can take things off, that's not a search. It's a selective search. It's, it's, a, it's an unabridged dictionary. Or I'm sorry, an abridged dictionary that you, you can get certain words, but you can't get all of them. So be happy. So it's this walled garden that they talked about with AOL 25 years ago. AOL is a walled garden. Everything you got in there was se- selected by AOL and people at AOL, America Online, for those of you who don't know that, uh, who felt is this is what you needed to know. And people thought, well, I'm on the internet. I'm on AOL. Well, you weren't really, I mean, you were, but you weren't. You were on the internet in the sense that the information was coming to you, but it was filtered through the AOL sieve of information, and that's what you got. And a lot of people felt, well, this is this is the internet. And Apple has done the same thing, and Google's starting to do the same thing, where you selectively can have the things that we say you can have, and you should be happy that we let you have these things, because these are nice things, and these are the only things we want. Now, they forget to tell you that we make money off of these things. That's why you can have these things. And the people that we don't make money off of, you can't have because we don't make money off of them. So why, why should you have them? Uh, this is the same situation to me. Twitter is a platform. And as a platform, there's going to be good information. There's going to be bad information. Just like in life, you are expected to sift through all the information and come to the right conclusion or the proper conclusion. But it's not my opinion. Don't listen to my opinion. Do your own research. If it's important enough to you, you'll figure out how to do the research. You'll find out what's the primary source. Not, not what a talking head on TV said, not what Chad said to you on a podcast. You'll actually go out and you'll listen and you'll read and you'll say, wait a minute, that was a summary. Have, have you ever read Cliff Notes? Okay. I, I, love the, I love the version, Cliff Notes, I don't even know if they still make Cliff Notes. Cliff Notes were the summarized versions of each chapter of a dry work from history, uh, a a book. And they were popular uh, 30, 40 years ago to give 
students an opportunity to say, I kind of read the book, but I didn't really understand what it meant. So I'm going to read the Cliff Notes. Well, what you found was Cliff Notes tended to be more uh, biased than you would have believed. So some of the conclusions weren't rigorously tested against the actual material. I don't know who proofed these things, but I had a classmate who did not read the book, wrote his paper on the Cliff Notes version, and his conclusions were all wrong because he hadn't read the book. But the Cliff Notes has said this was what the result was, and that's how he based his work. Well, it was completely wrong because Cliff Notes weren't edited correctly or apparently nobody looked at it closely. They just keep regurgitating wrong things. So the same thing happens in our, in our public discourse today. We see something on TV. We hear about it from somebody at work whose track record is not wonderful at best. And suddenly, well, this is what I heard. As though if you heard it, then it must be true because you heard it. It doesn't matter where you heard it. I heard this. Well, that doesn't make it true because you heard it. Because somebody told you something that wasn't true doesn't suddenly make it true because they told you. It makes it true if it's true. Well, Twitter is this macrocosm of garbage. It's just people spewing their opinions and their thoughts. Well, your opinion and your thought isn't necessarily truth. It's just your opinion and your thoughts. So if you take that as everybody I, I read on Twitter was angry about Elon Musk buying Twitter. Okay. And, and maybe that's the only people that responded. You know, if you ever worked in a customer service environment, you'll see that you, very, you don't get a lot of positive feedback. You only get negative feedback. Something went bad and somebody's angry and they want to lash out at you and they want to give you a piece of their mind. Well, that's what Twitter is. They want to tell you what they want you to know. And the bad usually um, bubbles to the top because there's more of it or it's more interesting or more people like it. So therefore you see more of it. That doesn't make it true or patently true. It just means it's there. So the whole Twitter thing got me thinking about some other things going on. So Department of Homeland Security is putting together, according to the uh, DHS Secretary uh, Mayorkas, a new disinformation governance board. Now, according to Jen Psaki, this was started by Trump, even though Mayorkas is saying it's new. So new to me sounds like new. It didn't exist before. And uh, that wouldn't mean that two or three years ago or three years ago it was existing, but now we're just knowing about it. You just appointed somebody to run it. You waited three years. Okay. Um, So anyway, they're, they're putting this together. So when you hear, this started with Trump with no actual evidence to show that it started with the Trump administration. That's one of those things where maybe Twitter should flag that. Maybe Facebook should flag that because there's no truth to that. Proves the truth. Don't just say stuff. See, that's what you get from press secretaries. And this happened under Trump. A press secretary's job is to give cover to the president or whomever they're press secretary for. It's not to give you the truth. It's not to give you, it's to give you the information they want you to have. And Jen Psaki is very good at giving you information she wants you to have. It isn't necessarily true, but it's the information she wants you to have. So back to this disinformation governance board. Think about what that, what that means. They're going to make sure 
that they're surf- safeguarding the right of free speech and we're safeguarding all the civil liberties. So you need somebody, and, and again, not on American citizens. This is not on American citizens, he says with a straight face. But of course it is, because how couldn't it be? It's only on foreign governments. But if a foreign government puts out an ad in Russia, how does that influence anybody in the United States? So how do you gauge, how do you gauge the impact of the disinformation if you don't actually see how it's impacting American citizens? Does that make sense? So if, if Vladimir Putin says Joe Biden is 97 feet tall and you look at the U.S. Uh, social media and they say, Joe Biden's not 97 feet tall. That seems wrong. Or conversely, he is 97 feet tall. I saw him. He was huge. But you, you have to actually ask the people in the United States what that means or, or look at their post. You, you can't just assume that it's all foreign. So that's disingenuous right there. You're going to impact U.S. citizens. There's no way not to impact the U.S. citizens. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to say that's, we're not never touching U.S. citizens. No, 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 no. And then we're going to safeguard free speech by eliminating misinformation. Now, we talked about this, the start of this podcast. What is misinformation? Is it falsehoods or is it things we don't want you to know? Because I believe it's the second one. I think falsehoods are projected by politicians on a daily basis. I've said this before in previous podcasts. I don't believe that any politician tells the truth. I think they're all lying all the time. You might like to believe what they're lying about, but I think they're lying all the time. So it can't be that because every politician is lying to you. Now, Tony would disagree with me. He says there's people, there are politicians who would tell the truth. Maybe. I think they're the exception that proves the rule. But misinformation has to be things we don't want you to know. So by its very nature, it can't be free and safeguarding free speech if we're limiting the information you can know. Think about that for a second. I'm telling you that Orwell's 1984 has come to life. The DHS, how this has homeland security implications, I do not know. Uh, but apparently, it's just, why not? Because we said so. This is not disinformation to tell you that things don't, what the, when I tell you the inflation is up, and you tell me the, the economy is roaring, and, and voters just don't get it. Sure. I go to the gas pumps. I spent $76 over the weekend to fill my wife's minivan. Okay. When a year ago, year and a half ago, I would have spent 50. So it's the same minivan getting the same gas mileage or very similar. And it's got the same tank yet. It costs me $26 more. How, how is that not higher? Uh, I don't, I don't know. And, you know, food, go, go to the grocery store, buy anything. If it's in stock, it's going to cost more. 
the, the package is probably smaller and it costs more. Uh, if you can find it, whatever that is, um, I drink diet Mountain Dew. It's hard to find at least where I'm at. I can find it in certain places and pockets here and there, but the grocery stores, they don't, they don't seem to have them. Either there's a run on diet Mountain Dew or they're not producing as much or people are hoarding it or all three. I, I don't know, but it doesn't seem to be around. Uh, when I go to the grocery store, it's not there. You, you can't find it. So I'm like, they, what's going on here? That prior to COVID, that wasn't the case. I, I could get it wherever I wanted. Um, but being told that inflation is not a big thing, our gross domestic product went down, went backwards in the first quarter of 2022. That's one quarter away from recession. Now, that just makes it official, but your buying power has gone down. What you have right now, even if you got a raise this year, I guarantee you didn't get a raise sufficiently to get you back to where you were a year ago with your buying power. Because 8.5%, did you get an 8.5% raise? Did you get a 10% raise? Because if you didn't, you don't have as much money buying power-wise. You might have a higher salary, and that's the, that's the little lie we're told, where your salary is higher. Yes, my salary is higher, but it buys me less than it did last year for the same amount of money. Housing prices have gone up. Gas prices have gone up. Food prices have gone up. Eating out has gone up. Getting goods that you even want has gone up because we have to transport all this stuff, which takes diesel and gas. So what is misinformation? I believe misinformation is telling me things I shouldn't need to know or don't don't think will be helpful for my political party uh, at times. And uh, Secretary Mayorkas was asked, what happens when, if there's a Republican in Congress or in uh, the presidency in 2024, 2025, really? Uh, we're putting safeguards in place so that this can't be misused. So said every politician ever, and as a wink, 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 that's not really happening. The Patriot Act in 2001, did, or 2002, did that actually safeguard you? Do you feel safer? Knowing what the Patriot Act does and what power it gives to the federal government, do you feel safer? Do you feel safer with the TSA with 47,000 employees across the airports in this country? Do you feel safer? I, I ask that honestly. I do not. I do not feel safer because TSA is there. I feel as though it's a, an imposition and a burden without any appreciable increase in safety. Now, I could be very wrong. Maybe I'm spreading misinformation by stating that. That's how I feel. I have no proof. Uh, oh, sorry. Other than every time they do a test of the TSA, they miss 90% of the uh, fake bombs that they're trying to find. So, yeah, I, I guess that's be, that would be my proof that you aren't safer because of the TSA. Now, I'd like to be. I'd like the TSA to make me feel safer. I'd like the TSA to actually make me safer. I just don't believe that it does. And that doesn't mean it couldn't. It just means it, it hasn't since it came into existence. Uh, I, I've said this before on, on the podcast. I've said it to many people. The rent-a-cops at the airports on September 10th, 20, 2001, suddenly became the TSA 
did they somehow become better at their jobs because you made them federal employees and gave them federal benefits and increased their pay? Well, the answer would be no. You are exactly what you were two days ago, but now suddenly you're, you've got a different title and you've got a different pay scale. You're no better at your job than you were then. So why do I assume you're better at your job today? Because I gave you a new title. The, the, the clothes make the man. Well, changing the uniform didn't make me more secure. It just added another layer of federal bureaucracy. That's the problem for me. All these things sound good, you know, freedom of speech and disinformation and all, it all sounds good, but in practice, it's about limiting what you know. Is that, is that really, is that how society in, in a free society should work where I limit what you know? Because I don't believe that's true. I believe we have a right to hear even opinions we don't agree with. We have a right to hear them. We have an obligation sometimes to hear them so that we understand the face of evil, the face of misinformation, disinformation, and, and downright lies. You know? But if certain people in our government, certain people in the media would have you believe that more curation is better for freedom. Yeah, that's, that's what I've heard over the last two weeks. More curation, specifically speaking about Twitter, is better for freedom. I'm not sure how limiting what you know is free. And if you can explain that to me, I'd love to hear it. But I don't think that not knowing something makes you freer. It might feel freer. It might feel like, I don't know there's anything bad going on out there. So it must be a great life is wonderful. But that's not real. That's not reality. So if you hide from reality, are you freer? I mean, didn't we see this in the matrix? Not knowing about the matrix you had a certain level of freedom to not know the sticky underside of what's actually happening, but you weren't free. You just didn't know you weren't free. I guess if you don't know you're not free, you're free. Maybe I don't don't know how that works exactly. I don't want somebody listening in. I don't want somebody telling me what I can and cannot read about, hear about, know about. I will make the decision. I feel like I'm best capable of understanding what I want to know. And if you try to tell me what I should know without giving me all the sources so that I can learn for myself, then I haven't really learned anything. I've just gotten the information you wanted from me to, to have. And that's not freedom. That is not, that's not what I want. That's, I don't think that's what most people want. They may accept it, but they don't want it. They want to know the truth. Uh, you know, the X-Files, the truth is out there. Well, the truth is out there, but you have to look for it. It's not going to smack you in the face. The truth is not going to watch any news program, read any news article. It's not the truth. It's somebody's opinion of the truth. So there's, there's ways to look around that and see between the lines. Um, you know, when, when somebody, when a politician says, I'm retiring to spend more time with my family, that means there was a scandal and they're retiring or resigning prior to uh, it coming out. And they hope they're hoping to avoid that scandal so that they can recover later and do something else. Uh, yes, that, that doesn't mean people can't resign to spend more time with their family, but that's not usually what it means. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice way of saying, I got caught doing something and they're giving me an out and I'm going to take it. You know, resign before you were fired. 
that's the problem. We, we have to accept that there are things out there that we don't like. The world is messy. The world is not clean and easy and, and everything works out in the 30 minute block. You know, it, it takes effort and whether it's Twitter, whether it's DHS and the disinformation, uh, it, these things, these things are difficult, but not having the conversation doesn't make them easier. It just means we get further and further down the road where they get harder and harder to repair. And I don't, I don't want to live like that. And I don't think most people do. I think you want to deal with the issue today before it becomes an issue, bigger issue tomorrow. And now there are people out there who don't, who want to stick their head in the sand. They want to put that ostrich head right down in the sand and not learn anything because it's scary and, and icky and I don't like it. But I don't think that's how most people, certainly not in the United States, I don't think that's how we all feel. I think there's a lot of people out there who want to know the truth and let me make a decision. I'm an adult. I've said this about taxes forever. I know best how to spend my money. I don't think there's anybody else who has a better understanding of how to spend my money. Now, I may do it poorly, but it was my money to spend. It was my money to invest or blow on whatever. It, it was my money. I'm not asking for a handout. I'm not asking for somebody to take care of me because I was stupid with my money. That's on me. But there's too many people in this society who think it's okay to tell you how to spend your money. Let's take it from you and give it to somebody else because we know better how to do this. And you're too greedy and stupid and you won't give it to those people. It's truth is truth. Falsehoods are falsehoods. Understand the difference. That's all I would ask. Understand the difference. Look for primary sources. I say that all the time. Look for a primary source. Don't just listen to me. Don't listen to Tony. Look for the primary source and understand what you're actually listening to, what you're actually reading, what you're actually watching. Because there's an agenda behind everything out there, including ours, including this show. My agenda is to get you to look deeper, to understand and to read and understand. You may not agree with me at the end of the day, and that's okay. But make your decision based on truth and not opinion, okay? That's what I would ask of everybody listening to this. Get your truth from sources, um, understanding that you may never get to the primary source because you're never going to speak to that person individually, but try to get as close as possible to that primary source and the actual person making the statement or giving the story. Uh, So that's what I have for for today. I hope it's helpful. If you've got comments or questions, please reach out to us and we'll try to address them on another show. But thank you for joining me. I'm Chad. Good night. This has been a Hannah Tree production.